Hello, hockey humans of the world, and welcome to Tough Call Pod Season 2, where I talk about all things player safety in the NHL. Questionable hits, controversial calls? Join the over 2,500 others who follow me on Twitter, at Tough Call Blog. Like and follow the Tough Call Facebook page, and find me on Instagram as well, Tough Call Podcast, for videos of all the latest incidents and to hear my takes on them. Send me your own clips of any hit or call you'd like me to talk about, and take a second right now and hit the subscribe button on this podcast. And while you're there, you could also leave me a review, preferably five stars. It'll really help me reach even more people and get the message out on how we can reduce the instances of head contact and concussions in hockey. Did you subscribe? Perfect. And thank you. Now on with the show. I'm going to start off today with the Wayne Simmons fight with Alex Edler within the first two minutes of the game last night. And obviously, it's Edler's first game back since serving a two-game suspension for kneeing Zach Hyman. And everyone just knew this was going to happen, Simmons fighting Edler. So let's start with that, I guess. is Why? Why is it so obvious? Why is this so accepted? What was the point of him being suspended if he was just going to have to fight anyway? Now, I have a couple answers to that, and I can tell you right now, one of them isn't because it's the code. I've already seen the comments. If you don't know why this fight happened, you just don't get it. Maybe that's because there's nothing to get. This was all for show. Are you telling me Simmons made any attempt to throw any meaningful punches that fight? Edler didn't want to be there. He just hung on and waited for it to be over. And Simmons, being a good guy, he went pretty easy on him. Now, I know what you're going to say, but it still sends the message, and it shows your teammates you have their back and all that fantastical nonsense. But that only makes sense if it's consistent. And I'll take you back to January this year when Edmondson for Montreal fought Myers of Vancouver over a Myers hit that, to Armia. And after that fight, the announcers were going on about how it was so important that Edmondson at least got one punch in. And if he, as long as he got one punch in, it's okay. But if he didn't get that punch in, what would have happened? Or worse, what if Myers had won that fight? That happens sometimes. A player will step in for a teammate. They'll get beat up and we'll still say, oh, good. Good for you for stepping in there. You know, the point was made. Even if you took your took a beating, you still got the message in there. But there's no message. I mean, for example, it happened earlier this month, this very month, where in a game between Boston and, and Buffalo, Richie was running around like a bully dressed as a clown, boarding people, and he injured someone accidentally on purpose and whatever, some weird collision. And he was being an overall jerk to the point that even I was like, would somebody just clock this guy already? And sure enough, Matt Irwin challenged him and they fought. And Irwin got pumped for his troubles. So you have a bully being a bully and then filling the guy in who's supposed to be stopping it. The message there is Richie can do what he wants and you have no one on your team that can stop him. Buffalo, by the way, went on to lose that game in a shootout. And they haven't made any progress in the standings since then. So there's that too. But anyway, back to the fighting question. Another factor is literally everyone not associated with the Leafs was making every excuse in the book for Edler's neon hymen. He was at the end of a three-minute shift. It wasn't dirty. The team just went through COVID. He wasn't thinking clearly. It was just a careless play by a tired but generally honest player. That's what people are saying. And even at that, he was still suspended two games. They were saying he shouldn't even be suspended because, you know, it wasn't malicious. It was just a thing that happened. He got suspended two games. So... Who gets to decide that it's absolutely vital he also needs to fight? It's his first shift. Simmons goes right after him, cross-checks him multiple times, and and has his own gloves way off before Edler even knows what's going on. And Simmons is the noble hero here? If Edler had said no, would you be all over him for not answering a bell? Of course you would be. Or if Simmons can act as Hyman's agent and go in and fight for Hyman, what if Edler had said someone else? What if Edler said no, and then someone else stepped in? Would it have been okay as long as Simmons got the fight? Someone? 
Is that the whole point? There just needed to be a fight? Or did it have to be Edler? The obvious choice would be, yes, it has to be him, or else what's the point? But let's put the shoe on the other foot here. Austin Matthews, the prize of Toronto, need Montreal's Josh Anderson this year. There wasn't even a penalty called, let alone a suspension. So Montreal, aren't they even more justified than Toronto in, in fighting for that, since there wasn't even a penalty or a suspension? What if the next game, Edmondson, for example, had gone after Matthews? Would you expect Matthews to answer the bell? Would you call him a coward if he didn't go? No. You'd be saying, Matthews doesn't have to do that. And we all know Simmons would step in and, and do the fighting for Matthews anyway, because again, he's a good guy and that type of teammate. That's why you have him. But it wouldn't be, just be a thing where you'd say, oh boy, the, Matthews is lucky that Simmons did that. It would be, how dare they even go after Matthews? The hypocrisy here would be astounding. And the other argument I've seen is, well, it's such a reach because Edwards was dirty and Matthews was an accident. Well, that's all well and fine for fans to argue about. That's what we do. That's what makes it fun. We, we say other players on other teams are dirty and our players are fine. But some players have said, some players in the league, they said that they don't even care whether a play is dirty or not. Clean hit? Accident? Who cares? I didn't like it, so I'm fighting. Spin it all you want, justify each individual fight all you want. If there's a code, not everyone is playing by the same rules. Not everyone is following the same code. And that's just as bad as having no code at all. And to end off, Simmons should have got the extra two, by the way, for either instigator or one of the multiple cross-checks he handed Edler while forcing his hand. And now with that off my chest, I'll move on and answer a question I got via Twitter from... Islanders fan at islesfan13 who asked, why is a slew foot different than any other trip? You've heard me go on a lot about slew foots this year, and I just did actually a YouTube video on a slew foot against Marcus Pedersen. Um, so go to my YouTube channel and check that video. It's a lot of fun. It explains what I look at and identify as a slew foot and how I would suspend it and why I think it's a big problem. But in general, slew foots are different than regular trips because of the, the danger, the lack of control the player has in defending themselves. It's, it's not accidental, like with a stick or whatever. It's definitely with a leg. And, and sometimes there's leg trips that are not so bad. They just happen to catch someone's skate or whatever. But a slew foot is intentional. And it causes so much more danger to the player being slew footed because they, their head is in serious danger. A leg needs to press against the back of another player's leg, and usually it involves the upper body also being thrown down violently back the other way. So it really causes a player to go down very, very hard, very, very forcefully, and with very little control as to how they land. Plus, it's just greasy. Other trips, somehow, you stick your stick out, whatever. Even if it's intentional, it's not as bad. It, there's just something about a slew foot that is so greasy, that's so intentional, and so gutless that it just makes it way worse. Plus, like I said, the danger, the results, um, the probable results of a slew foot versus a regular trip are, are significantly different. So it makes it worse. But also, it's just the idea that somebody would even do it. That pretty much sums up the difference. And I know there was a couple other answers on Twitter that were very similar to that. But I just wanted to put it out there in case there were any other fans who, who had the same question. <laughs> Lastly, I'm just going to talk about Matthew Kachuk and how much he annoys me. First of all, put your mouth guard in your mouth and leave it there. The mouth guard spends way more time out of his mouth than it ever does in. It's so irritating. 
It wouldn't irritate me as much if it wasn't Matthew Kachuk. But let me tell you another reason he bothers me so much is his insistence on doing these flying butt checks where he turns around, he will not hit a player square in the shoulder, he will not look them in the face and hit them. He always turns his back and hits them with his butt and swings his butt in the air when he does it. He had three in the first period alone last night where they're almost like reverse hits even though he's the one initiating a hit on a player with the puck. I wish he would just look someone in the eye and hit them. Just throw a check like a normal person. Okay, so that's all I really wanted to say for today. I wanted to get that Simmons and Edler fight out of the way. Uh, but also, just please subscribe to my new YouTube channel where I've started releasing my suspension explanation videos. And as well, there'll be a bit of other fun content. And I won't be putting out a video for every fine or suspension or incident. There's just too many and I don't have the time to do that many videos. I'll do the best I can to get as many as possible out there. But the whole idea for me doing it is to at least put out enough where you can get a sense for what I'm looking at, what parameters I use, and over time see whether I'm consistent or not at applying the Tough Call system. So please subscribe to the Tough Call channel. Follow me on all my social media accounts. And the more of you that do that, the more likely I am to put out more content anyway. And it really helps people find the show and find the information who are looking for it. So, so thanks very much and have a great day. Hi folks, thanks for listening to Tough Call. If you're enjoying my takes on head contact and player safety, but you'd like to hear me talk about other aspects of hockey, I'd like to take just a minute and tell you about another project of mine, Bolton from Bolton. Bolton from Bolton is where I, Josh Bolton, and my brother Matt, you guessed it, Bolton, set each other up for a lively hockey talk covering literally anything to do with it. It's not heavy analysis and stats, it's kitchen banter, like you do with your own family and friends. Head over to YouTube and subscribe to our Bolton from Bolton channel. That's B-O-U-L-T-O-N. Or find us on all audio formats as well. We find ourselves funny. Maybe you will too. And there's only one way to find out. See you there. And now, back to Tough Call. At Tough Call, I'm not trying to pick on specific teams or individual players. I want to make the game safer for every player on every team, across every league really, with no player left behind. I want to cover as many incidents as I possibly can to increase the sample size and make a stronger case for how harsher penalties and properly targeted player education can work in reducing head contact in hockey, all instances of it. The Department of Player Safety supposedly has people watching every second of every game. Now, as much as I'd like to watch every game, as much as I try to, and as much as I'd like to have video of every questionable incident, the truth is I'm only one man with an iPhone and the Game Center app. I already get a lot of help from people like you who send me videos or links to incidents, or even just a quick tweet or message saying, hey, did you see? Third period, Bolts-Kings game, checking to the head penalty. Something like that. It means a lot, and it makes a huge difference. Follow me on Twitter at, at ToughCallBlog, and like the Facebook page ToughCall, and as you watch, if you see a cheap play or something dirty or anything that makes you go, hey, you idiot, what are you watching? How did you miss that? Please send it my way, and a big thank you to those of you who already do. Keep them coming. Thank you.